The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Yeah, don't it sound so epic? Horns are screaming, I ain't the one you want to mess with. Use a joke, I ain't the one you want to jest with. The battle's coming, you only got a few seconds to run. Yeah. Hello Bengals fans, I am Matt Minnick and this is Coach Speak. Well, we are in the week two of the preseason. Joe Burrow is back at practice, but that doesn't really change too much for us because we're not going to see him on the field this weekend and it sounds like we're not going to see really anybody on the field this weekend, just like the previous week. So um, don't look forward to (laughs) seeing starters in the field at all really this preseason uh but you know one thing that will be of interest is that left guard competition um and look we saw last week jackson carmen i'm i'm telling you i don't care about the the grades the pff grades i i take all that stuff with a grain of salt anyway um you know you you watch that game and there were so many plays where they were fine except it was jackson carmen um jackson carmen was the worst offensive lineman on the field in that game. And and I've been somebody that's been like, all right, you know, give him a chance, let him develop. I've been very happy to hear the positive reports out of camp. Um, there's no sugarcoating it, though. I'm not going to lie to you. That, was, that game was awful. Um, terrible, terrible performance by Carmen in that game. So then you look at a little bit later in the game, and, you know, uh, Carmen got a lot of reps and, you know, Arizona's sitting people. He's playing mostly twos, too. So you get Cordell Volson in there, and he's seeing, admittedly, some lower talent. You know, um, third-string guys, maybe practice squad type guys. And um, you did see a better performance, though. And look, look, Volson wasn't perfect. I think we're, we're overrating how Volson did. Like, there were some mistakes there. There were some flaws there. There's some bouncing off blocks. There were some, you know, missed assignments in there as well. Um but he did look clearly better. And it was really the opposite of Jackson Carmen, where Jackson Carmen was like, Ooh, why is this guy out there? Um, and Volson was like, why is this guy out there with these guys? And, you know, like he, he looked better than the guys that he was around. Having said that, though, I, I really thought that that, that that deep group, you know, as he got into um, you know Desmond Knoll as the other guard, I, th- I thought those guys looked really good. That Ben Brown did some good things. Um, you know, he is... He is since injured, but I thought Ben Brown, Desmond Knoll, and Cordell Volson as that that group of guards towards the end of the game was was pretty 
pretty solid. Um, obviously, there were some issues at tackle as well. Um, Adenogy, people were talking about, what oh, Adenogy's playing tackle now after that game. He was playing tackle in that game, and he was struggling, so <laughs> for the record. Um, and, and I've been a big Adenogy fan since way back, but, um, you know, he was he was struggling uh, on the edge, especially with that, that speed on the edge. So uh, they've got to work that out, but Adenogy and Prince uh, both had some issues there. But I guess the fortunate thing is, you know, right now, hopefully we're looking at Collins and Jonah coming back and Karras and Kappa in there, and hopefully we're not worried about too many of these guys out there. Uh, but I think, you know, really uh, I, I liked Volson's chances. I think uh, Tesman Noel, the local kid, and UDFA has a chance of becoming something. Um, I don't think we're going to see him on the field in a regular season game this year, but I think he's got a good chance of making the practice squad and perhaps um, sneaking out a spot on the bottom of the roster. Um, he's doing some really good things. Let's uh, take a look at the receiver position because I think that's somewhere where that guard position is really interesting. I think you're going to see some really interesting things from that receiver position as well uh, because past, you know, somebody said something to me the other day about, well, well how many receivers are they going to keep? Look, the only people who I think are, are really shoo-ins at this point um, are the big three. You know, it, it's Higgins, it's Boyd, and it's Chase. Um, we all love Stanley Morgan, and we know that they love Mike Thomas, but I don't think that matters. You know, I, I think we've seen in the past where very good special teams players have not made the roster, not been active. Um, you know, they figure it out. <laughs> They've got a really good special teams coordinator, uh, and and uh, Darren Simmons, he, he he figures it out every single time. So, um, and and I know like they love Stanley Morgan too. You know, we we love him. Uh, we hear about how he's you know just a fireball practice, the ball of energy. Um, that doesn't really matter though. All right, so somewhere in there, there's probably going to be somebody that can return punts. I mean, it pretty much has to be. You know, Kwame Lasseter is getting the hype. He's the name right now. Obviously, Trent Taylor. Um, you know, the fact that Trent Taylor was playing last week on offense kind of shows you that maybe he's not securing his roster spot um, because nobody else was. Um, so one of those guys probably makes it as a punt returner. Um, you don't need a backup punt returner. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you don't need to spend a roster spot on that guy. Um, so, past that, who knows? And I think one guy that really stood out last weekend that gave himself a chance was, was Kendrick Pryor. You know, he was not a guy that I really thought too, too much of um, coming in. You know, and, and as I looked at some of the rookie free agents, he wasn't the guy that stood out to me. Um, I think, obviously, Kwame Lasser is the guy that stood out to a lot of people. Uh Javon Hailey, probably saying that wrong, from Coastal Carolina was the guy that stood out to me. And we've since seen this week in practice, he's he's made some plays that have uh, have stood out a little bit. Um, you know, those are the, the guys I was kind of looking at a little bit. Um, but Kendrick Pryor really, really shined. And where we're going to need to see it is on the special teams unit. And he had one great play in special teams. I, I was really surprised when I saw the numbers on special teams participation. He didn't get a, a ton of reps there, but he had one great play in punt coverage, you know, in that, that, that famed uh, Stanley Morgan type role uh, as the bullet there on the, on the punt team. He had one great rep there. So 
I look for him to get more opportunities on special teams in this game and have a real good chance of, uh, of squeaking out a spot in this process. They're going to keep like seven guys probably. I mean, this is the modern NFL. You know, that's what they do. Uh, so I think that's a guy that has a real chance of, of uh, sticking around. Tight end. You know, that third tight end spot's, you know, one of interest too. Didn't really see any of uh, Scotty, you know, much of Scotty Washington or anything. I think we're all kind of, he's the he's the, the guy with some buzz there that we were hoping to see. And obviously Thad Moss to get some buzz too. But, um, you know, so we'll kind of see what plays out there and who might have a chance at a final roster spot as far as that's concerned. Um, I think probably that's the most interesting aspect of the offense right now. Uh, defensively, you know, there's some interesting things going on there as well. It's, we're trying to figure out what's going to be going on in the defensive backfield and how things are going to shake out exactly. Look to see more of, of those rookies. Um, we're starting to see those guys kind of shake out a little bit. We've seen some good of Alan George, Delonte Hood. Will it be enough for those guys to stick around? Um, hard to say. Tyson Anderson, a guy's done a ton of special teams, can do a lot of things. You know, he was a, a drafted guy for them. You know, what can he do on defense? You know, we're going to have to see that. Uh, at the linebacker spot, I think we know Wilson Pratt, you know, Davis Gaither, and probably Bailey. I mean, like, they seem like they're all secure, and that's four guys right there. So what are you going to keep beyond that? You know, Clay Johnston obviously made a great play last year in, in the – I believe this is only. I believe he technically didn't play in that game because I think it was a, a stop on a two point conversion, so it didn't even count towards his participation. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, Clay Johnson obviously stood out, and Joe Bacci's obviously stood out at times as well. Uh, T. Grace Cadales is an interesting addition they made this year, and then you know they've got Wells and Hicks uh, coming as linebackers. Wells was very. Uh, a lot of buzz from from his his college town coming out. Uh, Hicks made a great play in a sack last week, so he's got a little bit of that Davis Gaither like ability in him. Where he was really a, he was really a pass rusher, and he, he's a he's an undersized pass rusher that they're trying to turn into a linebacker. So, you know, maybe a guy sticks around the practice squad while they try and figure that stuff out. Moving up to the defensive line, I think that's where it is most interesting, um, because. It's interesting in a good way here, actually. <laughs> you know, it's like, there's a lot of talent here. So what are they going to do? How many guys are they going to be able to keep? Uh, you know, we saw Tisdale make a play and then get injured. Uh, as a huge giffey, that would have been nice to see a little bit more of him. Um, I really felt like Noah Spence. There were several times where I was like, oh, who's that guy? Um, so I, I don't think he's a factor. He wasn't a factor last year either, but I, I really I don't think he's pulling anything back out and sticking around to be honest with you um wire hubert retiring makes things really interesting there you know now at the the defensive end position you got hubbard you got henderson you got osai those are all shoe-ins i really think kareem is a shoe-in as well Khalid kareem a, a lot of people look at him as ah well you know he might not make it he's got to show something i don't think so i i think he's pretty solid and i think what he does is not as flashy as some of the other guys, I think he's not like a big sack guy, uh, but I think he does what he what he does in the in the run game and just what a solid player he is. I think he's he's sticking around. So you know, really, that's four guys right there. And then we've got Jeff Gunter, 
who flashed big time, and, and I did an article and, and showed some things about that uh, in the preseason game. But really, I think Gunther's going to be a little bit limited. I think he's a little bit more of a developmental guy. Um, don't know if he can get away with session on the practice squad or not, but but he might. he's a fringe guy. Yeah, right now he's done some really good things, but I don't think you can just throw him in there and let him let him ball, let him go. You know he's going to have to um, be used the right way. You know shooting gaps, twists and stunts. I think they should put him inside and and do that same stuff with him because I think his speed will really show there, uh, his quickness will really show there. But that's what we saw, and that's where we had that success last week. Um, was really you know showcasing that that quickness. So. He's not ready, ready. You know what I mean? So we shouldn't consider him a shoe. And Cam Sample's another guy that gets caught about. I really think Cam Sample's safe because, honestly, I consider him a three technique. You know, like, like he, he bumps out, but I, I think he's a – I think he should be more of a defensive tackle, and I think he could be kind of in that mix. I think he could be, like, the guy maybe behind Carter, maybe right in there with Carter as the backup three technique. So – I don't know. I mean, I, I think all those guys can stick around. You know, it's it's how creative they want to be with it. You know, what do they think they can get out of country this year? And what do they want to do with Sample, really? Um, inside, I mean, obviously you've got Reader. Well, let's focus on that first. So you, you've got Reader is a nose tackle. Like, that's what he is. you got Josh Tubo as the presumed backup there. Um, Tyler Shelvin, like, didn't play in that game. Which is like, why... Why aren't we seeing this guy? But he's still not getting cut or anything, so I don't know what's going on. If if he's a little dinged up, if, if he's just an extreme role player there or what. But um, I would like to see somebody push. You know, I, I'd really like to see Tupo get pushed a little bit, um, give some of these young guys a chance. I think Tyler Shelvin showed some really good things last year, um, and we've focused on a lot of the negative. But I think I think he's taking a developmental step. Um, last year and, and I really hope to see a little bit more out of him in this next preseason game so look for that like does, does Shelvin get out there does Shelvin get more involved um, you know Dominic Davis was a uh, free agent acquisition um, who could be in that mix as well so what do you keep you're probably keeping like two of those guys and maybe a third in the practice squad right and then that kicks you inside to or well <laughs> we're already inside. But when we look at the three-take position, you know, you've got B.J. Hill, you've got Zach Carter. Those guys are shoo-ins. Um, I wasn't as thrilled with Zach Carter as a lot of people were coming out of that game. Um, I didn't see a guy who's necessarily ready to to, to push B.J. Hill or anything. Um, but, you know, he, yeah, he, he gets some success in a rotational role for now. But um, – I'm not as high on him. I would like to see Cam Sample get involved in that mix as well. And, you know, maybe, uh, you know, the two of them, you know, kind of competing for that role. I'd really like to see that. We, we already mentioned Tisdale, uh, who I think can be moved around the line a little bit as well. Um, but Tisdale could be a guy who's in play there if he can stay healthy, um, which has always been the story with Tisdale. So, um, Again, we're not going to see starters. You know, uh, I think we want to see how does that competition play out for backup wide receiver. How does the competition work out um, for backup linebacker? You know, I think those are areas where look at special teams participation because that's going to be a a marker uh, and a good indicator of who might be winning some of those battles. Uh, And then on the line as well, you know, what's happening with the guard spot? Can Volson really step up? Can he hopefully see some some high end competition? 
Uh, remember that this is a team that you know wasn't interested in Hill, was going to cut him, and you know traded for Billy Price to you know got rid of Hill. Um, so you know they've, they've they've got some talent on their defensive front. So let's see what he can do against that, um, and. Then the defensive tackle position as well. You know, I'd really like to see Shelvin get in there and get in the mix. Uh, what can some of these young guys do with another turnaround here? Carter, Gunter, and, um, you know, what, what are those guys going to be able to do? I mean, and same thing with some of the, you know, the, the, the sophomore and, you know, second and third year type guys too. Uh, we, there's a lot of youth there. What can those guys do to step up? That will be the, the very interesting aspect of that. All right. Well, I'm... Coach, I'm Matt Minnick for Coach Speak. Uh, thank you for tuning in, and we will be back next week previewing the final game of the preseason. Get ready to go for the regular season. Who day? Yeah, we're coming for what's ours. Yeah, we're coming.